Optimum Vobis presents Lighthearted Leadership with Dr. Lizette Warner. Hi, I'm Lizette Warner, scientist, leader, mom, executive coach to busy professionals, here to bring you my lighthearted perspective to how you can elevate your meeting presence and stay out of this whole Zoom fatigue. So on today's episode, we're going to continue a discussion that we had previously, actually in last week's episode on elevating your meeting experience. So check out episodes number one or 13 for different aspects on this topic. And today we're going to deep dive and explore some ways you can improve your communication and engagement in meetings so that you can like avoid this whole Zoom fatigue. I was in a conference last week where as an executive coach, I was asked multiple times, how do, how do you avoid, how can I avoid Zoom fatigue? And my coach, my coaching senses, they were on heightened alert and I was super excited about the topic because meetings don't have to suck the life out of you. In the conference, I gave a couple of quick suggestions and on today's show, we're gonna go a little bit deeper to leave you with a few provocative thoughts on how you can avoid this whole Zoom fatigue. How does that sound? That and more on today's show. Hello, my lighthearted friends. Thank you for joining us. I am Dr. Lizette Warner, and today you will be getting some provocative thoughts to kick around. And it's my hope that you walk away a bit better equipped to fight off Zoom fatigue. Zoom fatigue. Yeah, that's that's what we're talking about. In this day and age, even even kids have complained about this whole Zoom fatigue. You know what? I I mean, it's and it's right. You're sitting in a meeting, whether it's in person, I've been in these two, right? You're sitting in a meeting with whether it's remote or in person. Um, and if it's a remote, you know, it's probably a video call where where the energy level is low and what's what's left, whatever energy is left is actively being sucked out of you. <laughs> I've, I've heard all sorts of solutions to this. So like turning on your video, making vid- video mandatory. I, I don't know. Has that worked for anybody? My, my experience is it doesn't, but maybe it works for you. And if so, great. Shortening the meeting times is another super popular item. And, and I don't know, does that work for you? So that only shortens the life sucking experience. And then it creates more room in your calendar for more life sucking experiences of more meetings like this. So I, I, I don't advocate either of those as a direct way to fight Zoom fatigue. I mean, may, maybe they work. If they work for you, great. Keep keep going. I, I do advocate for as short a meeting as needed. There's no, I mean, there's no reason to have an hour meeting Zoom or in person or otherwise, right? Unless you need that full hour. Same thing with the video. If you show up in person, you you don't typically hide your face unless it's a costume party, in which case, you know, that could be a lot of fun. Sure, like showing up with video is helpful, but it's not the winning solution that fixes everything. So we're going to get into all of that. But first, if it's your first time joining us, welcome. Welcome, my lighthearted friends. So super glad to have you. I'll give you the lay of the podcast land here in lighthearted leadership land. I address topics plaguing busy professionals. And today it's about re-engaging meetings, Zoom or otherwise. As part of the show, I'll dole out some of my wisdom in a lighthearted way because life's too short to be grumpy, right? I found lightheartedness is the key 
to unlocking wisdom. Anything I present, I will leave here on the podcast table for you to take away or to ignore. It's your choice. If you want to take any of the items I talk about here today and play with them, that is completely your decision. The education wing of Lighthearted Leadership wants me to tell you to exercise new skills responsibly. Under the direction of a skilled meeting engagement professional or an executive coach. I'm your lighthearted coach, standing at the ready to help provide you with more resources that might work for you. We'll get to that later. For now, let's get let's get to um, castigating Zoom's Zoom fatigue into this this uh, parallel universe away from us, right? So so first off, what can you do as an attendee? Because this is what the question I get often, what can you do? It's not my meeting. I'm attending. What can you do as an attendee where you're feeling kind of Zoom fatigue? And trust me, if you're feeling it, others are feeling it. I promise you. So one thing to do would be to acknowledge it. It seems kind of simple, but you can do this by asking, hey, is anyone else here feeling a dip in the energy level? Like, And if there's an agreement then be prepared to switch gears just for for a couple of minutes. Ask permission like, hey, can we just switch gears for a couple of minutes so that that the entire group could be a little bit more effective with just a quick energy boost? And typically, you're going to get a resounding, yeah, let's do like, that sounds great. (laughs) So since talking about, um, since I'm talking about switching gears, what does switching gears look like? So here are a couple of things that you can put, you know, stick them in your back pocket. I'm leaving them here on the podcast table. Take them, leave them, make fun of them. <laughs> so one of the things that comes up is is like jumping up and down. <laughs> anytime I brought this, this is really kind of funny. So anytime I brought this up, people have said, oh, yeah, we could jump up and down. And, and that's typically what uh, people in my circle come up with, which I, I don't know. I think it's funny. OK, no one's ever actually done it, but they've suggested it. Other other options are, you know, to, to kind of engage the mind. So, hey, if you were a color, a month, a book, a movie, a hero, a scientific principle, like which one would you be and why? Two minutes, share and go, right? <laughs> so it's just this aspect of like, well, that's totally different from what we're talking about. Yeah, and that's, that's a concept of the, the break here. And that's the concept of kind of switching gears. Another uh, option here is what do you do when, when you're low on energy? Like that's just a question you can ask out there to anybody in the, in the group. What do you guys do when you're running low on energy? What, what, what do you like doing? So it can be something like exercising, jumping up and down, right? Asking questions to stimulate the mind or pulling up, you know, another one is pulling up a comic strip just to divert your, your eyes and your mind for a hot second. And then you can get back into the meeting. So essentially what, what's happening, what you're doing, is you're just injecting a group pause. And you're raising the energy level in the group. So that brings me to like, what does switching gears look like for you? How do you switch gears? And then I'll, I'll move now to the next, really kind of the, the next one, Um I think I addressed this this next one on a previous episode, but it's worth repeating for no other reason than because I'm a, a repeat offender. And and that's cutting out the back-to-back meetings or the uninterrupted working stints. 
you know what I mean? Like, like you're just sitting there doing whatever task that you're doing for an hour, hour and a half. And I need breaks. I don't know about you, but I need breaks to maintain optimal performance. And one of the things that comes to mind is, is are you, are you familiar with NASCAR or I don't know, any car racing sport? I, I love watching the, not that I watch NASCAR, but I, I did these scenes of, of watching the pit crew. They sit and they wait for the car to make another left turn. <laughs> you know, the sports announcers for NASCAR. And, and I don't mean to hit on NASCAR, but it is kind of funny. He's making a left turn. He's making another left turn. Like it's, I, how do they, I, I don't know. I have, not that I watch NASCAR, but I, I don't know how these guys, the in, ladies driving NASCAR, like how do they stay charged up the entire race? They do nothing but make left turns, or at least to me, my unskilled NASCAR eyes. Okay, don't don't hit me up with hate mail over NASCAR. We love NASCAR on Lighthearted Leadership. All, all right, truth be told, I don't think I've really ever purposely watched a NASCAR race, but we love all sports here on Lighthearted Leadership. But the reason I bring this in is because, okay, so first of all, my global colleagues love to criticize us Americans for our dopey NASCAR, <laughs> where we where we do nothing but make left turns. Look, guys, if you're that if you're that drunk, all you're capable of doing is making left turns. <laughs> but no, 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 no. These actually, I should say, these guys, they're they're the drivers, NASCAR drivers. They're amazing drivers. Stop with the hate mail. It's it's just a joke. It's just a joke. They're not hammered while they're driving. My point is, I, actually, I forgot what my point was. <laughs> Oh, the pit crew. I was talking about the pit crew. When the driver pulls in this pit crew, man, they go to work. I have yet to get my car serviced like that. But man, if I could, I would pay some serious money for that because that is just amazing. That being said, it, it really is just amazing how quickly they give that car like new shoes and a drink and send the driver back out to make more left turns. Like it's really amazing to me. And that really describes like the peak performance. Even when you're, you're all, you're, when all you're doing is making left turns. So my, my point is that for you to stay at peak performance, what, whatever it is that you're doing, whatever left turns that you're making in your life, for you to stay at peak performance, you need breaks. And speaking of breaks, I like to exercise this tiny little break muscle of mine, which is why we take breaks on the show. If you want to know why, that's why. I need to exercise my break muscle because I don't like to break. So if you're looking for additional resources, I have a number of articles, tools, assessments for you. You can find them either on lightheartedleadership.com or optimumvobis.com. That's O-P-T-I-M-U-M-V-O-B-I-S.com. Check out the blog. I've got a number of articles, links to um, assessments, all sorts of stuff there. And you can find out what it's like to work with me. Or if you have a challenge that you want to discuss, book a coaching demo call with me. I'm happy to connect um, to connect with you or actually I'm happy to help connect you to the resources that are going to be helpful for you. So back, back from our break on the show <laughs> to talk about breaks, <laughs> from break to break to break. I love it. And you know, I said I'm, I'm exercising this tiny muscle of mine. And the truth is, I, I am terrible 
Like I am literally terrible at this, folks. Lest you think I'm like a perfect as a coach, I am I'm here to tell you I am a hot mess. <laughs> like I really am a hot mess with, with this. I have a long-standing love affair with avoiding breaks. And it's a problem. I recognize it's a problem. Since I recognize it, I also strive to address it. So I do things like this. And maybe if they, if this is you, if you also avoid taking breaks or you know somebody who avoids taking breaks, maybe you can suggest something like this. So here, here are some of the things that I've done, some of the things that have worked for me. Practice taking breaks. Yep, I practice. I fail more often than I succeed, but I continue to practice, which is why I take breaks here try and take breaks in my workday, I've set a timer. You guys, I am so bad at taking breaks that I've had to work with myself to set a timer. When the timer goes off, I step up away from my desk and I reset the timer and I go and I take a break. Either I'm standing up, I go outside, we have some tea, we have a little chat, um, anything to just recognize that timer goes off, I, I get up, right? And then I'll reset the timer and I go through this process over and over again, sort of continually until I, I forget. And then when I forget, I start it back up. As I'm reminded either by my poor performance, my mind starts spinning, right? Or my body or my mind, you know, start to, to tell me that, hey, uh, what's that? you need a break, right? My monkey mind will tell me when I need a break, because it's just all over the place. And then that tells me like, okay, I need I need to stop. I also what's worked has I've set calendar invitations for myself for breaks. Seriously, I have in my calendar breaks to reflect on my day. So at the end of the day, I've got a calendar invite there. It's a 15 minute meeting with myself just to reflect how did you do today once a month I reflect on my coaching recording so after and that that's that's just a once a month thing but after each of my coaching meetings I reflect on what did I do well if anything (laughs) today how how did I do it like wow it's usually a surprise like oh wow that went really well what did I do what can I do better what should I keep doing? Um, and I do this after each of my coaching sessions with my clients. It's just something that I that I do. That's that's gotten to be a habit. So I don't have to set a calendar invitation. And that's that's kind of where I'm trying to get to with all my other breaks is setting building that muscle. That's why I said it's a tiny muscle. The coaching one seems like it's there. <laughs> I do these things, and I I don't even have to set an alarm or anything. I just do them. Um, right after immediately following the the coaching call. So so for me, that that muscle is a little bit stronger. So sometimes I try to lean into what's worked for me for that. So aside from breaks, the other item that I want to touch on is is the preparation for the meeting. And if you're going, wait, hang on, Lizette, what prep? Seriously, I barely have time to make it to the meeting on time. And I hear you. I'm with you there. I'm going to give you a great big amen on that one because I am with you there. You know, to share with you a little bit on the personal side, nothing 
nothing is as important to me as my mental health. And for my mental health, I recognize I can't work up until the second I need to log into a meeting. For any of my coaching clients, I take time before the meeting to set my mind and prepare myself to listen deeply to a fellow human being. I can't coach and be fully present for my clients if I don't take this time ahead of the session to prepare myself. And I do this for my corporate clients as well as my nonprofit initiative clients. I have a buddy coach as well, and I still prep myself to coach by setting time aside just to get my mind ready to help and to listen and get my coaching ears ready. And if that's not happening for you, like if you're jumping on the meetings without any sort of prep, what do you need to do to bring in a break before your Zoom meetings or your in-person meetings? I've been in conferences where the organizers, man, this like really just sucks the energy out of me. But when I've been in these conferences where the organizers, they, they very greedily schedule the program with very limited breaks and they run the program into the next activity. So it's one activity to the next activity. So you're logging out of one Zoom and log right back into the other. And I bail early. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Is I bail early or I show up late on purpose for my own mental health. And I also give feedback. Seems like no one listens to me because the meeting organizers and the conference organizers, they just sort of keep doing the same thing. So I keep showing up late, <laughs> leaving early and leaving my feedback. So that's another, uh, another suggestion there that I'll leave up there on the podcast table for you. And at this stage, my lighthearted friends, We've talked about a lot of things to avoid Zoom fatigue. So what did you learn today? Did we move Zoom fatigue closer to a parallel universe for you? I'm, I'm really curious. So we talked essentially about four different ways. And believe me, that's not an exhaustive set of four, but, th- but these four little amigos, they can help you, amigos, not amoebas, but these four little, little amigos can help you with Zoom fatigue. And the ones that I talked about were, one, acknowledging if you're feeling that energy suck <laughs> and if anyone else is feeling it too, right? So just acknowledging it and letting it, letting it sit, what do, what do we want to do about it, right? And then the second one was exactly that. What do you want to do about it? And this concept of switching gears. And I I gave you several examples of ways that you can switch gears. And then we we had this wonderful switching gears into the um, NASCAR uh, derail episode or part of the episode where I went into. But but the the third one was cutting out the back-to-back meetings and taking these prep breaks before your Zoom call. So that was the fourth one. And we talked about cutting out back-to-back meetings twice because quite honestly, I need the double reminder. I don't know about you, but I definitely need the double reminder. So when I listen to the podcast, that's going to be another reminder for me to cut out the back-to-back meetings, Lizette. (laughs) All right. So how do you want to apply what you've learned today? If at all. What I'm going to propose 
is if you pick up a technique from the podcast table, I left them all out here for you, start small and build up from these small steps. All right, my lighthearted friends, I want to thank you for joining us today. If you like the show, then consider following us over at lightheartedleadership.com and let others know about it. Let others know about the show. Leave a review. I cover topics plaguing busy people and leaders in a simple and lighthearted way. I work with busy healthcare professionals from the industry to the clinic and from the C-suite all across the organization. If I can help you save the world from Zoom fatigue, look me up and connect with me over on LinkedIn. Happy to answer any questions for you. All right. Thank you, my lighthearted friends, for joining me for today's show. Join me next time for another peek into lighthearted wisdom that you can use. You have been listening to Optimum Vobis Presents Lighthearted Leadership with Lizette. Life is a winding road No telling where it goes Driving through days and nights Won't stop for traffic lights And I, I really want to know, really want to know If I, let me figure out where the road goes Even if I'm falling down, I will keep on searching for my highs Say I lost my mind I will keep on holding my head high Even if the sky is falling down